participation, operation, ministration, confirmation, condemnation, damnation, preparation, holiness. But tonight, amen, separation. If you're really going to be apostolic, you are going to have to separate yourself. And a lot of us don't want to do that because that's a hard task for some of us. But in 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 6, 2 Corinthians chapter 6, the choir mic's down some. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, and I want verse 16, 2 Corinthians 6 and, 6, 6 and 17, read it. Wherefore, Wherefore, come out. Come out. From among them. From among them. Cut this mic down. Not only do you have to come out from the world, but there are some thems that you have to come out from. Sometimes those them include your family. You got to come out from them. You can't participate in everything they participate. You can't take your sissy sons and your sissy daughters and go to their weddings. You can't treat them like they're couples. You got to come out from them. You can't go to their double marriages or the receptions. You got to come out from among them. You can't let them sleep in the beds in your houses. If you won't let a fornicator stay in there, you can't let the one that ain't married for real stay in there either. Come out. I'm going to talk heavy tonight. From among them and be separate read saith the lord said the lord read and touch not and touch not the unclean the thing the unclean thing uh-huh and i will receive and you and then i can receive you but if you touch him i won't receive you you won't be raptured up take your hands off of him don't fool with him don't touch him or god said i'm not going to receive you y'all ain't saying much my God, can I get a few people to say amen? amen. Hebrews 7.26 7.26 7.26 For such an high priest Such a high priest Became us Became us Who is holy Who is holy Harmless Harmless Undefiled Undefiled Separated, separated From sinners From sinners Separated We're talking about separation Separate from sinners, uh-huh. And made higher than the heavens. You can't get higher if you ain't willing to separate. There's something you can't go no higher on unless you cut it. Not only God tells us to separate now, there is, there is in-house separation and out-house separation. I want to deal with the in-house separation first. There is a separation not just from the world, but there is a separation from church folk. 
I say there's a separate. One of the first separations the Lord told you from church folk is lazy men that don't work. Ain't nobody ought to be fooling with them. In fact, they ought not even be getting fish at the, at, at, at the court. You're getting fish on grace. According to the book of 2 Thessalonians 3 and 10. For even when we were with you. Even when we were with you. This we commanded you. This we commanded you. That if any would not work. If any would not work. Neither should he eat. Neither should he eat. Y'all think we ought to start asking for payroll checks when we feed in the food court? Because the Lord said if he ain't working, he ought not be eating. I don't know why so many of y'all ladies like lazy men. Can't do nothing for you. You just want sex and can't even have that in a bed because they ain't got enough money to buy one. I'm talking tonight till I get through. How to do that on the flow. You're in a Toyota somewhere. You. Amen. Look what the book say. Read. For we hear. For we hear. That there are some. That there are some. Which walk, which walk among you, among you disorderly. Any man that is not working and don't have no money, amen, and ain't taking care of nothing, he is disorderly. He like the coke machine. He out of order. And when you when you when you got one out of order, you don't want people to keep putting their money in there, so you put a sign on. We ought to make some signs around here for some of these lazy brothers that say out of order. He don't work, he don't eat, he's disorderly. That's called disorderly conduct. And God tell us how to deal with him. Amen. And as the church, we will not no more marry any men who have not met that policy to have a job for a year. I don't care how hot they are, how desperate they are, nobody else and that's every church across the board if he don't bring his his job record with you with him ain't no marriage before you get some some marriage license show me some some employment it's in our disciple and we're going back to it Look what he said. Read. Working not at all. Working not at all. And some of you guys, you got this excuse that you're working for yourself. You got your own business. If yourself ain't getting you no money, quit yourself. And find somebody that's going to pay you.
You're to be separate from these folk. Look what he says. But are busybodies. They're busybodies. On Facebook. On got, they got Facebook, oh, Snapchat, yep. Twitter, and any other social media that they got. Yep. In other men's matters, but don't have jobs. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And I tell you, young ladies, you have a price. You set your price. The first thing about a virtuous woman is she got a price. Who can find a virtuous woman? Her price. Her price. Read what he says. Uh huh. Now them that are such. Now them that are such. We command and exhort. We command and exhort by our Lord. By Jesus the Christ, Lord Jesus Christ. That with quietness. That with quietness they work. Uh huh. And eat their own bread. Uh huh. Be ye brethren. Uh huh. Be not weary and well doing. Wait, wait. We missed something there, didn't we? Let's go back over there. Where you at? Verse 13. All right. We're at verse 13. We got to go back. Mm-hmm. All right. Going up to verse 6. Now we command you, uh-huh. brethren, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, uh-huh. that ye withdraw yourself. Withdraw. That's a separation. Withdraw yourself. From every brother. From every brother. That walketh disorderly. Uh-huh. And not after the tradition uh-huh. which he received And us. then he's telling you what that tradition is. By not working and providing. And some work but won't pay no bills. They make good money. But won't give no money to the household. All your money, men, ought to go to your bills. And then if you're short, then your wife ought to be able to help you. You want 100% of the rule, but you want a 50-50 to pay it. You pay the cost to be the boss. You want 100% authority, want to pay 25% of the bills. I want your half. You should strive first to pay all up. And she pick up the slack. Amen. We're trying to make apostolic great again. Y'all sisters like that. I see smiles everywhere. Well, I got something for you too. Don't spend all yours on pocketbooks and shoes. And then what you do, brothers, get something you can afford. Amen. Don't let her get you stretched out there and you can't pay no bills. You get what you can afford. If you can't afford a mansion, get what you can. And then if you're going to get me with all this luxurious stuff that's out of my range, then you got to help. Amen. Because I could have got a pie, buy here, pay here, but you wanted a brand new Lexus. And if you want that brand new Lexus, I need some of your money because I, I can take care of you. It may not be all you want, but I can, I can take care of you. So you got to reduce some of y'all. You can't have it both ways. Y'all with me? Oh, I wish somebody would say something around here. Get verse 14. And if any man obey not our words. If any man is not obeying our words. By this epistle. By this epistle. Note that man. Note, put a note to him. Give a note. Give him a sticky note. Put something on him. Note him. 
Give him a sign. I won't work for food. Give him a sign. Note him. Note him. And what? And have no company. And have no company. With him. With him. Don't have him over your house. Because that lazy spirit will get on you. Lazy people will make you lose your job. You sitting on the phone talking with them and get fired. So God said, note him and don't have no company with him. Now, how you going to marry something like that? And God said, don't have no company with him. Man, come to you, tell you you look good. You want to ask him where you work. Don't cut no, don't cut through nothing. Just straight up. Do you have a job? How much do they pay you? Are you able to take care of me? If not, come back later. Some of y'all in here today wish you would have done that, don't you? All right, Bishop Brooks, Brooks I told you the other day, it's too late. Let, look at first Timothy 5 to see how serious this is. This is serious stuff. It's serious. 5 and 8. But if any provide not for his own. But if any provide not for his own. And especially for those of his own house. Uh-huh. He have denied the faith. He has denied the faith. And is worse. And is worse. Than an infidel. Than an infidel. So there are people that we have to separate from in the church. First Corinthians 5 and 9. I wrote unto you uh-huh. an epistle not to company with fornicators. Uh-huh. Yet not altogether with the fornicators of this world. Uh-huh. Or with the covetous. Or extortioners. Or with idolaters. But then, now you have people in the church who have fell into fornication, who have fell into lying, who have fell into this, and fell into these things. God is not saying these people that have failed and got out, but you know you got some people that are blazing. They don't care about what they do. They're posted on Facebook. They're proud of their own. Now people, there are people in the church who have done wrong and they know how to come to the pastor and confess I've done it, I'm wrong, pastor please help me out of this condition. But you know there are some people who are blazing, they are, they are, they are bold about what they do and still with, with their sin want to be public to let everybody know where they are. God said don't have no company with them. Because you make people think they are, that you approve of them. We cannot. There are people that make mistakes. There are people that get pregnant and have babies out of wedlock. But I told y'all don't be passing them around this church until it's a year out. Amen. Y'all get quiet because y'all know I've been preaching it before so don't act like y'all just heard it. You're passing babies from this one and that one and that one and passing them and passing them and passing them. And listen, we can't hate the baby. But listen, sometimes you all in the church and the baby's mama's got somebody else's baby. And don't have their own baby. You make it easy for these young ladies. All across the board, we put out a rule. You do not pass that baby around to anybody but that mama in that whole year. Don't you all go beyond that. 
Hello? I'm preaching just what I preached 33 years ago. There's a reason for that. You don't want this to be, uh, you don't be proud of that. You don't want everybody to, that's, and we don't go and we don't set up, amen, y'all with me? Amen. Baby showers. Amen. And you can't hate the people that are sinning. And can't hate the people that are wrong. And you can't treat them funny. Because some of y'all done the same thing. You just didn't have no baby. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Hello? Hello? Your hand just couldn't get pregnant. Some of y'all here need a maternity dress. Amen, <laughs> 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 hey man, we talking tonight. So we're not saying this so you can walk around judging people. And looking funny at people. Because the next time somebody come in that condition, we're saying that because we don't want this thing to be as if we are celebrating. But if the next time you want to condemn somebody, just look at your hand. Lift up your hands and hallelujah. Hey Amen. We might as well tell the truth. We might as well tell the truth. But we set standards for a reason. When that time frame is over, then you do whatever you want, but you respect the church. Respect the teachings of your church. That's the laws, and that should be across the board. Every church, every district, Every congregation. Hallelujah. Amen. Y'all with me? Give me number 16 and 19. 16 and 19. All right. You stay away from people that the judgment of God is on. Amen. If the pastor have spoke judgment or chastised, you know, there's a group of people gravitate to people that have gotten in trouble. Pastor done rebuked them. As soon as the pastor done rebuked them, you know, one of the things Sister Cow and I did is whenever one of our children got in trouble, if she disciplined them, I didn't go and comfort them. And if I disciplined them, she didn't come and comfort them. You got some people that don't know when to comfort people. They wait good until the pastor rebuke them, and then after church, about five or six of them over there petting them. They don't need no pet. I want that hit to stick on them. And you're going behind the leadership like, oh, pastor just, uh-uh, 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 If the pastor get on them, the pastor rebuke them, leave them alone. Don't beg them to do stuff in church. There's some folk that pastor get on them and discipline. The first thing they want to do is give up everything that they're doing. 
I don't want to do this no more. I don't want to do that no more. I don't want to do this no more. I don't want to participate anymore because they get the rat, bad spirit. They can't take chastisement. God don't need you. God don't need you. You need him. And you can tell who is committed by the attitude that they have when you discipline them. Amen. Give me the book of Numbers chapter 16 and 19. Whenever God's got judgment on people, withdraw yourself from them. Before God brought judgment on Korah for his rebellion on Moses, look what it says, Numbers 16 19. And Korah gathered all the congregation against them unto the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. Uh -huh. And the glory of the Lord appeared unto all the congregation. And the Lord spake unto Moses uh -huh. and unto Aaron, saying, uh -huh. Separate yourself. Separate yourself. From among. I want you to get from these men. Get away from them. Separate. Uh huh. From among this congregation. From among this congregation. That I may consume them. God said, Before I get them, separate yourself. When God has pronounced judgment on somebody and God is going to bring judgment or there has been a rebuke coming or a chastisement coming, back yourself away from them. That's in-house separation. Sometimes we don't give people time to feel the judgment that's been put on them because there's a whole bunch of saints go and gather them. And there's a whole bunch of saints go and not, 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 not. Listen, sometimes people have to come to themselves. But sometimes we're sending mixed messages. So the pastor rebukes them and, 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 and correct them and you say, oh, it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. Not until you get it together. Not until you repent. Not until you come before the man of God. And some matters you don't get involved in. You stay away from them. Because they're not, they're pastoral issues. They're not membership issues. They're pastoral issues. And you back out of them. You don't try to comfort those people. And when they come to you, say, listen, that's between you and the pastor and the man of God. Y'all talk about it. Y'all handle it. Because sometimes people are going from member to member and church to church trying to get validation. Trying to find somebody to side with them. If you do it long enough, you will find somebody. God said you withdraw yourself. When Miriam got leprosy, get Numbers chapter 12. Numbers chapter 12. Numbers 12 and verse 11. Read. And Aaron said unto Moses. Yes. Alas, my Lord, uh -huh. I beseech thee. Yes. Lay not the sin upon us. Uh-huh. Wherein we have done foolishly. Yes. And wherein we have sinned. Yes. Let her not be as one dead. Uh-huh. Of whom the flesh is half consumed. Yes. When he cometh out of his mother's womb. Uh-huh. And Moses cried unto the Lord, saying. Yes. Heal her now, O God. Heal her now, O God. I beseech thee. Yes. And the Lord said unto Moses. Uh-huh. If her father had but Get verse 15. Look what God says. And Miriam was shut out from the camp seven days. Uh -huh. And the people journeyed. Let me tell you, he shut her up seven days. And the people journeyed. Moses told her, shut her up. Shut her out, the camp. You know, separation is hard. And I want to tell you, when you are pastoring, it is difficult sometimes to deal with your own family. It is difficult to chastise and rebuke. And to get on your whole own family. And you brothers, especially you new men that are pastoring, you are not your wife's husband when it comes down to pastoral. You're her pastor. You're your children's pastor. And if they fall out of order, you cannot do them any different than you would do any other member. They have no clout. 
They have no special privileges. You can't operate a church like that. And it's not fair to me, hallelujah, that I have to live holy and dress holy and you can't do it. Everything that every other member of the church should do, your family got to do it. And Moses was willing to shut his own sister out the camp and chastise her. There is no family relationship in church that stands. We become a new family. We are born again. So when you're born again in this kingdom, you have new mothers. In this kingdom, you have new parents. And this kingdom you have. And so when we try to bring the natural kingdom into the spiritual kingdom, that's where we messed up. When Jesus' mother and, and brothers came up, he looked at them and said, who is my mother? When you're in kingdom work, you're not my mother. You're not my brother. You're not my, when you're in kingdom work, you're a member just like anybody else. And if we don't start dealing with stuff like this, it will split the church. Because people won't say nothing, but it's in their heart. Amen. Lift your hands up and say hallelujah. hallelujah. Lift them up and say hallelujah. Get me the book of Matthew chapter 12 and 46. So Moses was willing to put his own, hallelujah, his own sister out the camp. To put her out, to cast her out. Amen. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Get me the book of uh, Matthew. I want 1246. What does it say? While he yet talked to the people, behold, his mother and his brethren stood without. Yes. Desiring to speak with him. Uh-huh. Then one said unto him, behold, thy mother and thy brethren stand without. Yes. Desiring to speak with thee. Uh-huh. But he answered and said unto him uh -huh. and told him. Yes. Who is my Who mother? Who is my mother? Do you have amnesia? No. I want them to know. Because they have showed up to this church, it doesn't matter who they are. Who is my mother? And who are my brother? And who are my brethren? And he stretched forth his hand. And he stretched forth his hand toward his disciples. Towards his disciples. And said, and said Behold, Behold, my mother. My mother. And my you brother. can't run no family church. And when you come inside of the kingdom, and sometimes, sometimes you wives are upset with your husband because he don't run it the way you want him to run it. Because you think you're home, you're not home, you're at church. And you're just a member. You're not, you have any special, don't let that first lady thing get you all messed up. And don't you spare the sword with her. If she need to be cut, cut her. If she need to be stabbed, stab her. Get that, get that word, cut it out. Cut it out. She'll respect you. When I come in my office, I get respect for my wife and everybody here know it. Amen. And everybody know you sisters who running your husbands. They know who you are that's running the churches undercover. My God. But you're going to end it this year. This is going to be a holy convocation. And if y'all around here running churches, I'm going to cut you. If your husband don't cut you, I'll stab you. When you get through, we're going to cut this mess out. The church can't operate like this. When you step in God's house and step in that pulpit, you see no wife, you see no children, you see no sons, you see no daughter. This is God's house. What I say to one, I say to all. You cannot be a respecter of persons in the house of God. 
Amen, amen. Amen, amen. I have, I love my mother. I have rebuked her. Amen. I have rebuked Sister Coward. I have rebuked my children. Hallelujah. And when people can look in the church, they'll gain respect. Because they said, if that man told his own wife, cool it, told his own mother, he said, man, I, ain't, I don't stand a chance. And they will respect your leadership. Y'all with me, church? Amen. Somebody ought to lift your hands and say hallelujah. hallelujah. There was one man dethroned his own mama. Wouldn't let her be queen no more. Over there in the book of uh, Esther, when Vesta got out of control, the men set her in her place. I said, if you let her mess up, she's going to spread this thing through the whole church. Men of God, you hurt the whole body when you let your wives get out of order. Amen. Amen. Cutting the food in the church, acting up. Amen. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Thank every woman in the church. Won't your husband? Jealous. Bothering him about time. You don't spend no time with this. When he do that, you nagging him all day long. Got to work on some of your issues. I'm not getting much. You know, today I don't care about y'all getting quiet. I want you to hear me anyway. This is a holy convocation, and when it's over, amen, we're resetting. Anybody know we need help? Lift your hands up and say, Lord, help us. Say, Lord, help me. You ought to be able to see yourself. Say, Lord, help me. Lord, help me. I need help. I don't know about the person next to me, but I need help. Make me a submitted woman of God, man of God. Women used to call Sister Coward, or people used to call Sister Coward and say, I expect this. And I say, Don't you dare letting anybody ask you as if you got any special privilege. You tell me about Ask Pastor because he's going to tell me the same thing he told you. 16 chapter 17 verse we got to separate from them that are teaching false doctrine I know you all like the emotionalism that Jake's and all of them bring but you're, there are certain people that the Bible says you're supposed to avoid you're supposed to avoid look at the book of Romans 16 and 17 now this is hard but it's true now I beseech you brother mark them that cause avenging offenses contrary to the doctrine which you have learned and do what? avoid them we, we are not used to avoiding people, staying away from people, withdrawing from people. But there's a certain people that God said you got to avoid. And there's a reason because in 1 Corinthians 15 and 32, you know, just like this corona, they say it's catchy. Amen. You know, <laughs> uh, uh, rebellion is catchy. It's contagious. And people will, evil communication will corrupt good manners. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and 32, look what it says. If after the manner of men. 1 Corinthians 15, 32, if after the manner of men. Of men, I have fought with beasts of Ephesus. Uh-huh. What advantage it me? Yes. If the dead rise not. Uh-huh. Let us eat and drink, for tomorrow we die. Uh-huh. Be not deceived. Be not deceived. Evil communication. Don't fool yourself because you think it's innocent to hang around these people that just talk. Hang around this false doctrine. Be not deceived. 
Huh? Evil communication. Evil communication. Corrupt good manners. It will corrupt good manners. You know, there, 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 there is a place that people get to a different place and you treat them differently than you used to. And in the book of uh, Matthew chapter 18 and 15, he tells us when it's all right to treat people differently. 6, 18 and 15, look what it says. Moreover, Moreover if thy brother uh -huh. shall trespass against thee, yes. go and tell him his fault uh -huh. between thee and him alone. Uh, now, we want to talk about people in the church that do not want to resolve issues that they have with other saints. You know, when you got a person that you have went to and one person that went to him and tried to iron it out, two people that went to him and tried to iron it out, they took it to the church and tried to iron it out. And they wouldn't iron it out. The Bible tells the church, don't fool with those folk. Treat them like a publican. And that's the reason why. Because most of those people got a cycle. There are people that have been mad with everybody in the church. There are people that, just about everybody that have gotten close to them, that, and you pastors know, because they done been in your office over and over again. You need to get a sign and put it on the other side of your desk with their name on it. They stand there so much. You need to get them a chair and a sign. Because if it ain't this sister that on any committee you put them on, you put them in the choir, it's a mess. You put them on the usher board, it's a mess. Everything they get in, they come with a mess. And then they don't want to resolve it. And then they stop speaking to people in the church. And people got to run them down to try to resolve it. And then I don't want to talk about it. And you start the foolish but don't want to talk about it. You start stuff but don't want to end it up. And then sit back in the church like they didn't done. They haven't done nothing. Sit back there separated from people like that. Like they, they got corona. And come just sit in the church and won't do nothing. But come over in the temple and do cartwheels. Y'all ain't saying nothing here. If you can't get along in a church with 10 people, you ain't going to come over here because I got some devils over here. Now some of y'all ain't saying amen all year in your local church. Y'all around here flipping and flying like, like Tinkerbell over here. I'm talking Bible now. Ain't no need of y'all getting mad. Because if you do, I don't even care. I got to get this out of me. I got to rest tonight. Look what he said. Read. Moreover, if thy brother shall trespass against you. If your brother shall trespass against you. Go. Go. And tell him and his fault. don't tell me I don't want to deal with it because I don't want no mess. It's already mess. The fact that you don't want to deal with it is mess. He said go. Why won't we follow that principle? Go and tell them. That's what the Bible say. And we can't get around that. And too many times we'll try. Now notice this got to be a brother. Yeah. Only a brother can handle this. Only a brother can handle this. And you know why we have all these conflicts that won't get resolved in the church? Because you won't get spiritual. You cannot resolve stuff coming in people's face. No, 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 no. Come here, Sister Arnetta, please. You can't resolve stuff jumping in people's face. I heard what you said. Because they may not be spiritual and we might have to pick you up. Okay. Everybody ain't in the spirit. We have to call one of them nurses for a sheet. Saints stepping to people. 
and number four, yeah, keep your name out my mouth. Galatians 6 and 1, look what it says. Brethren, Brethren, if a man, if a man be, overtaken in a fault, be overtaken in a fault, ye which are, ye which are spiritual. spiritual, that's the problem. You got carnal people trying to resolve issues. Before you start dealing with stuff like that, fast and pray before you approach them. How y'all expect to go to heaven and y'all can't get along with people right down here? Ye which are spiritual, do what? Restore. Restore. Such a one. Such a one. In the spirit, In the spirit of meekness, you go to somebody with a meek attitude. Praise the Lord, Sister Arnetta. I, I, I heard that there were some things that were said. Now, I don't know if they're true or not. Well. I, I know she said. I know. I saw how she looked at me. She tilted that praying cap over and looked at me. Under. I know she did. Cause you don't have somebody. You saw she was looking at you. Mm -hmm. When you came in, she tilted her prayer hat to the side. Sister, I I I heard there was some things that said. Now, I I I don't think that's your character, but I just want to know that was you know was it said and whatever. Did anything I do? That's how you solve it, and you resolve it. You just spiritual. I have never seen so many bad attitude praying women. Some of y'all need to hate that robe up. <laughs> Tell you learn how to deal with people. How you gonna pray for me? You can't even speak to me. Fold that robe up and put it somewhere else till you get yourself together. You mean to tell me you're going to pray for me at the altar? You can't even speak to me in the, in the lobby? <laughs> Woo, glory. My God, praying women, praying women, praying women. My God. <laughs> glory to God. Oh, that hell under that robe when you talk about praying for somebody. Take that thing off. Pray for yourself. The Bible says if you got an order against your brother and you know there's an order, say leave your gift at the altar. Take that robe, fold it up, and leave it right here and go iron it out. You got that kind of attitude. Your prayer can't even reach the top of that podium. My God, lift your hands and say hallelujah. Go back over to Matthew 18, what it says. Go over there. Moreover, if thy brother shall trespass against thee, go and tell him his fault between thee and him alone. Uh -huh. If he shall hear thee, thou hast gained thy brother. Uh -huh. But if he would not hear thee, then take with thee one or two more. Now take one or two more. Now that's two more, one or two more witnesses. Don't be taking your gang or your church clique. And y'all stepping the people like y'all finna fight them. And they sitting over there with their hands folded. With a praying robe on. You don't step to no people in no offensive way. 
Read what it says, uh-huh. That in the in the mouth of two or three witnesses, yes. every word may be established. Uh-huh. And if he shall neglect to hear them. And then if you neglect to hear them. Tell it unto the church. If they neglect to hear you, then tell it to the church. Uh-huh. But if he neglect to hear the church. If they neglect to hear the church. Now let me tell you something. There are some people in the church that you have permission to treat funny. Y'all okay. get this good because some of y'all like this anyway. He said, if you neglect to hear the church, uh-huh. But if you neglect to hear the church, uh-huh. Let him be unto and thee. And that church is talking about the, the leadership. Let him be unto thee. As an heathen. As a heathen. You, you reduce him from a brother and treat him like a heathen. Uh-huh. Heathen man and a public. A heathen man and a public. So when that when the bishops or the pastor has tried to resolve it. And they went through the first one. They went through the second one. And pastor, you have to learn to do this so you won't kill yourself. If I addressed every issue that people bring to me, I'd be dead. So when they bring stuff to me, I say, y'all work it out. I didn't start that mess. I ain't going to end it. Y'all get out of my office. Y'all go work it out. I have sat down in the office and I hear them talking and talking and talking. And you know, I go to sleep on you in the office. I have went to sleep. They left me a note in there and said, Pastor, you were tired. I didn't wake you up. So I have sat there and they be cutting the food and going back and forth and talking. And I figured this ain't my problem. Okay. I said, y'all work it out. You can sit at my desk if you want. I'm gone. <laughs> Leave them right in there by themselves. I said, y'all work it out. Because I got bigger fish to fry. So you, you ask these people when they come to your office, have y'all tried to work it out? And then if they say we have not, we have not tried to work, y'all talk it out first. And I'm not looking for business. Some of y'all pastors be looking for stuff to get into. I, I got too much. I ain't looking for stuff to get into. Y'all try to fix that stuff. I don't want none of that. Don't bring, no, bring it over there. I don't know. Y'all try to solve it. And then if they, have you got two witnesses? Have you went to the third witness? All right. When y'all do that and y'all can't get a resolve, then y'all come to my office. I'm around here trying to build stuff. Got people who got serious problems. People who are suicidal. That keep me from studying my Bible and praying. I can't time out. You know what? You know what the apostles did? When those women in Acts 6, they had all that foolishness going on. They said, y'all pick up some deacons. Y'all take care of that. We got to stick to the word of God in prayer. Amen. Can you lift your hands and say hallelujah? That's some marriage problem I don't even get into. I don't even bother. Y'all just going through your cycle. Because y'all be fussing at the convention and be pregnant nine months later. I ain't never seen so many people that just, they fuss and fight and come up pregnant. Y'all ain't that mad. <laughs> Somebody got happy one day. <laughs> y'all ain't saying nothing. Lift your hands and say hallelujah. Some things will work themselves out. You leave them alone. Let them work them out. Let them work them out amongst themselves. Don't get all this stuff and overtake it. This is God's way of trying to protect us. The next separation you have to do is separation even from people of the world that are not saved. Y'all can't hang out with all these sinful people and expect to maintain a godly life. You can't do it. You got to cut some people off when you get saved. Even though they're close, even though they're nice, you got to cut them off. Cut them off. 
James chapter 4 and 4. Look what it says. Uh-huh. Come on. Ye adulterers uh -huh. and adulteresses, uh -huh. know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God? The friendship of the world is what? Enmity. It's an enemy of God. So there are people that I got to cut off that are in the world. Read. Whosoever therefore, Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world. Be a friend of the world. Is the enemy of God. Is an enemy of God. So there are certain people. Now God ain't telling you to treat these people funny. But God is telling you you cannot maintain the same relationship that you used to have with these people and they're not saved. You just can't do it. In fact, let me tell you something. Salvation will sometimes even separate you from your own family. And sometimes people think that ain't God, but it will. Give me the book of Matthew chapter 10 and 34. Matthew 10 and 34. And it does something. It does something. And you know, all of us are in the same church. All of us are in the same body. Yeah. It does something. Because one part of the church said we ain't celebrating Christmas. And the other part in the same church going celebrating Christmas. So. And you're trying to witness to your folk. No. They wonder how backwards we are. Don't y'all go to the same church? Yeah. Don't y'all believe the same thing? You can't have that. Look what it said, Matthew chapter 10, 34. Uh -huh. Think not that I am come. Think not that I'm come. To send peace on Jesus said, don't think I'm going to, that your relationship with me is going to bring peace and harmony with everybody. Read. I came not to send peace. I came not to send peace. But a sword. But a sword. Well, what, what sword I'm talking about? The word of God is quick and powerful, sharpening a two-edged sword. I come to bring a sword. Look what it says. For I am come to set a man. I am set a man at variance. At variance against his father. Against his father. And the daughter. And the daughter. Against her mother. Against her mother. And the daughter. The daughter. In law. In law. Against her mother in law. Against her mother-in-law. And a man's foes. And when you get this gospel shown up, a man's foes shall be they. Your whole family will come against you. But you got to take a stand. They'll get mad at you because you won't let your children go to Easter and hunt and won't let them go to Christmas hunt, Christmas days and all that. But somebody got to take a stand and tell mama, listen, for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And if you decide you ain't going to help me no more, that's all right. When my mother and father forsake me, the Lord will take me up. It will divide. It will divide. You know, my mother didn't believe in this one God message. She didn't believe Jesus was God. And I get to preaching and she hold her head down and get to rocking. And I keep on preaching it. Then she get a little stuff out and walk on out. I get talking about Jesus God. She sit down and rock and hold her head down. Yes, she did. She could accept all, everything else. But when I start talking that Jesus is God and oneness, and I, we get at home, I, I get it on, on the home. I don't want to get out of home. She told me one time, said, that's the spirit of the Antichrist. Antichrist? Oh, yeah. She told me some scripture over there in John, say, whoever believed that God is coming to flesh, and if you don't, that is the spirit of the Antichrist. And she went on and on. I stood my ground. I stood my ground with her. I stood it. Didn't back off of it. And I love her dearly, but I would not change what the gospel say to satisfy her and if it was a broken relationship so be it when it comes down to this gospel I don't care who don't like it I believe this and if I'm wrong my God I'm dying wrong but I'm dying believing what I believe 
because I declare I believe this is the truth. I'm not just saying it. I believe that I have found the truth. I believe this thing in my heart. And if you're convinced of it, you're persuaded. But God said all these oppositions will come. All these problems will come. All these troubles will come. Hallelujah. How many believe you got the truth? How many of you know you got the truth? Oh, God, put your hand together and say thank you for the truth. Young people, y'all can't marry folk that ain't apostolic. You can't do that. If they're not apostolic, baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost, believe the gospel. You can't. And see, you all don't know that protects you. That protects you. I have had many young people who went outside the church and married these people that do not believe in the apostolic doctrine. And you know that you can't get but one husband and one wife. And that fella say, uh-uh, that's what y'all believe, but I don't believe that. You get somebody that that pastor has parental authority over. You see, if you're both in the church, you got somebody that can talk to both of y'all when you get out of order. You, you, you children that I have raised from the time you were little, you ain't going to dare disrespect me. So you're treating your wife wrong. I've, I've had to call many of these young men that I've raised in the gospel. Y'all get in here. Boy, don't you do that no more. You hear me? And you go back home and you do what's right. And you stop talking to your wife like that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And you cook. When the last time you cook? You know how to cook a business girl? Cook. And, and stop being so bossy. Shut up now and, and behave. Yes, sir. Because they look at me as daddy. Now you bring that boy out the club by telling me, I'm going to get my homeboys. I'll be a shoot up that church next Sunday. Nigga, you don't talk to me like that. I'll shoot you in the board of bishops. don't have no authority no say so but you get you somebody in the church that respects leadership both of we can counsel them but you're so hot so fired out you just want to be married you just want somebody and have a $20,000 wedding in the 50 cent marriage Thank God for leadership. Amen. Amen. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. See, so you get leadership like that, then that, that fella, and, and this thing works so beautiful because you got that counseling and you got that confession working at the same time. And that fella coming in confessing and that woman coming in confessing, and you know by what they confess. Oh, they ain't ready yet. Mm-mm. They ain't ready. See, that's how that thing works. That helps us because the pastor got information that you don't have. Hello? And that's where you make judgments and you make calls. That's pastoral. Y'all go, y'all pick out flowers, y'all pick out this. You tell everybody else, no one even want to tell the pastor that you engage. Amen. 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 God, lift your hands and say hallelujah. Come on, can you lift them again and say hallelujah? hallelujah. Tell somebody, I thank God for this gospel. Tell them, I thank God for this gospel. If you really thank God for it, why don't you give him a hand? 
It may get to the point, get Deuteronomy chapter 21 and 18. Do you know God required a man to kill his own son? When a man's son was out of order in the Old Testament, he was required to kill him and take stones and kill him. Now, in the, in the New, God did that in the Old Testament for a reason. In the Old Testament, when your son got out of order, he was rebellious, you were supposed to take a stone and kill him. Now, that's the reason God won't take a stone, because the stone represents the word. Remember, Moses wrote the word on tables of stone. In the New Testament, when they're out of order, you don't throw physical stones. You throw the stone, which is the word. And a lot of us won't put the word on our own children. And Deuteronomy 21 and 18, look what it says. Uh-huh. If a man uh-huh. have a stubborn and rebellious See, some of you all can't cut it. You, you, you love your children too much. You're, you're too into them. You can't rebuke them. You can't cut them. But if a man have a stubborn and rebellious son, and rebellious son which will not obey the voice of his which father, which will not obey the voice of his father, or the voice of his mother. Or the voice of his mother. And that. And that. When they have chastened him. When you have chastised him. Will not hearken unto will him. Will not hearken unto him. Then shall his father. Then shall his father. And his mother. And his mother. Lay hold on him. Lay hold on him. And bring him out unto the elders. And bring him out to the elders. Of his city. Of his city. And into the gate of his place. And to the gate of his place. And they shall say unto and the And they shall say unto the elders. Of his city. Of the city. This our son. Our son. Is stubborn and rebellious. Is stubborn and rebellious. He will not obey our voice. He won't do what we tell him to do. He is a glutton. He is a glutton. And a drunkard. And a drunkard. And all the men of his city. And all the men of the city. They're going to stone him. You love your children too much. You will not rebuke them when they're wrong. You will not correct them. They go to church when they want to. They, they talk back to you. You have no standards for them. When it comes down to that word of God, I'll kill you. And I'm not talking about physically. I'll kill you. I'll take that word and stone you to death. Take them. You got to have a relationship with God that's closer than your children. Abraham's relationship was so close with God that God said, kill Isaac. And Isaac, come on. Well, I'm going to take you out of here because God said so. The problem is you cannot give women the authority over these children without you having some authority. Because some of these children are soft. I mean, some of these children are hard and mothers are sensitive. They cry and do all kind of stuff and they can lie to y'all and y'all believe it. They tell you that it was this place and tell you that was that place and all that and you just believe everything they say. My kids say something. I said, no, you lying. There's a young boy like my daughter one time. Sister Kyle told me, oh, he's a nice guy. I never met him. I said, he's a sissy. I told her, she said, how can you say that? You never met him. I said, yes, he is a sissy. I ain't got to meet him. I hear how you talking about him. He's a sissy. I told you, right? I say he's a sissy. And oh, you know, her and my daughter, they talk about, ah, daddy, he always, he just, got, daddy don't want nobody like us. I said, okay, he's a sissy. And then one of them come back, daddy, you know that boy you said he was a sissy? I found out. I said, I told you and your mama. That's what I told you. Didn't I tell you? I told you. I told you. I told you. He's a sissy. 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 I told you. Sissy. Men, you got to stand up. 
and tell your wife sometimes, hey, honey, I got to take charge of this now. These kids are out of control. My kids will be cutting up when they hear my voice, they understand. And my wife said, hey, now some of y'all men softer than your wives. The wife trying to tell you to do something, you won't do nothing. My wife would say, hey, I'm going to tell your daddy. And they straighten up. And my kids told me, they because back then I didn't like to fly on the airplane. Isaiah 3 and 12, I didn't like to fly on the airplane. They tell, she get them straightened up. She said, I tell you what, you keep cutting up, I'm going to call your daddy. And your daddy going to fly on that plane. And I, I got to get on the phone. I said, I tell you what, keep cutting up. I'll get on that plane and fly back in, tear you up and fly back and go to revival. And they said a light bulb hit in the head one day. They said, Daddy's scared of flying. <laughs> he just say, how you going to fly back if he's scared to get on the airplane? But the fact is, there was that authority. Isaiah 3 and 12. Brothers, when you see that household getting out of order, you step in and bring it back in compliance. And if they're not going to do right in your house, then put them out. Now, people don't believe in that. Put them out. Well, you say, but no, I didn't listen. God put Adam out. But I can't put my child out. But you don't have to if they respect your rule. And you tell them, I'm not putting you out, but as long as you want to play this mess in my house, I can't have you. You got to go. And when you decide you want to do right, come on back. But you're not going to turn my house into this. You're not going to bring these kind of spirits in here. Amen. But, but it's too sensitive. Mama said, uh-uh, honey, don't do that. No, 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 no. But listen, I'm not technically you putting yourself out. Look at Isaiah 3 and 12. Read. For as for my people. As for my people, the church people. Children are their children oppressors. Children are their oppressors. And women rule and over women them. And women rule over them. And because women are ruling over the children. Read. Oh my people. Oh my people. They which lead they thee. Which lead thee cause thee. Cause thee to err. Why? Because these women are ruling over the children and the children are oppressing them to do things that are not biblical and women are ruling over them. We need some men to step in your households and straighten your households out. To put it in order or you make God's people to error. How, how do you make God's people to error? All right, go to 1 Corinthians chapter 9. Now look, look, notice this. 1 Corinthians, uh, 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 go to Judges. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. Do this. I'll go to that later. I want to finish my train of thought. Go down to the book of First uh, Timothy chapter 5 and 1. First Timothy 5 and 1. When you get into church, there's a new relationship. There's a new relationship. There's a relationship... You got new fathers, new parents. Look what it says. Rebuke not an elder. Rebuke not an elder. But entreat him as a father. Uh-huh. And the younger men as brethren. Uh-huh. You, you, know, you know there are some family members that are really jealous of the relationship that you have with the church. They're jealous because you have a relationship with the pastor. Some of them have never been mothers. Some of them have never been fathers. They've never had a relationship with you in the natural realm. And you come into church and you tell them all this love that people are showing to you. And how you have fathers and in the church, you have mothers in the church, they actually get mad. And said, if it was that, if one of them people from the church called, you just jump. Yeah. 
Some of them act like they'd rather you go back to crack than to be saved. Act like they'd rather you go back into the world to be saved. They're jealous of your relationship because a lot of them didn't do anything when you were in that point and in that state. But you got to love God enough and love truth enough and thank God for what the church have done with you. Did the church do what your family didn't do? My God, lift your hands and say hallelujah. My God, lift your hands up and say thank you, Jesus. Tell somebody, thank God for the church. Look at him, grab him by the hand and say, thank God for the church. Thank God for the apostolic church. Let's praise God tonight. There is some time God called you. Matthew, Mark chapter 1 and 17. Mark 1 and 17. Sometimes they tell you, you don't, you don't come back and visit me no more since you've been saved. Now, they didn't visit you. You didn't visit them either. When you got saved now, all of a sudden, there's a problem. Well, tell them, you know where I'm at? Why don't you go to church with me Sunday? I can't go to the club with you. I can't drink that spiked eggnog with you. I'm saved now. I got the Holy Ghost now. And you want to spend some time with you, I'll tell you where I spend time. Go to church, and after church, we can eat together. Somebody say hallelujah. But I can't go jigging with you no more. I can't go dancing with you no more. I can't go drinking with you no more. There is a relationship that God calls you away. Amen. Look at the book of Mark chapter 1 and 17. I'm about to finish. Read. Uh huh. And Jesus said unto them. Yes. Come ye after me. Come after me. And I will make you to become. I will make you to become. Fishers of men. Fishers of men. And straightway. And straightway. They forsook their nets. They forsook their nets. And followed him. And followed him. Straightway they forsook their nets. And followed him. They left everything. What else did they forsake? Uh huh. And when he had gone a little further, yes. Then he saw James, the son of Zebedee, yes, and John, his brother, uh huh, who also were in the ship mending the nets, yes. And straightway he called them, uh huh, and they left their father, and they left their father, uh huh. Zebedee in the ship, Zebedee in the ship. With the hired servant. They left him with the hired servant and followed Jesus. I don't know about you, but I have decided to follow Jesus. And if my family don't go, I'm going. If my family don't want to be saved, I'm going to be saved. If they persecute me, I'm going to be saved. Somebody say hallelujah. Praise God for this salvation. I found something that mama, daddy, and sisters and brothers couldn't give me. Glory to God. Put your hand together and tell somebody, thank God I'm saved. Tell them, thank God for the truth. And there's another separation. A separation from the government of this world. We can't be connected to this governmental system. You know, people, are, they are all now mad. and about, Oh, did you vote for Biden? Did you vote for Trump? This and that, that. If you ain't vote this, now they did vote. And they still struggling to find out who's who. And they're telling you that because you didn't get involved in it. Amen. Hallelujah. That you are a problem. All of a sudden that. Ah, where the slaves died for this. Well Jesus died for my sins. Well tell me something pastor. Go over to the book of Genesis chapter 12 and 1. Look at Genesis 12 and 1. Look what it says. Uh huh. Now the Lord said unto Abram. Now the Lord said to Abram. Get thee out of thy country. Get thee out of where? Thy country. Get out of where? Country. Thy country. Uh huh. And from thy kindred. And from thy kindreds. Come on. And from thy father's and house. And from thy father's house. Unto a land that Don't I Don't get upset with me because I'm not as into politics as you are. Don't get upset with me because I'm not in tune to, to what Biden is doing. Because the Bible says when you see these things come, look up. For your redemption, Jordan. Now, aren't you glad that there is a kingdom that don't have no confusion about who's over it? 
I'm too glad. Now listen, all these folks done voted here and they waiting on George's count and waiting on this one count and this one count. Thank God I ain't waiting on no count to see who's in charge. God is still in charge. Somebody ought to praise God right here and give him glory and say hallelujah. God say leave out from him. Look at 1 Peter chapter 29. Uh-huh, read. 29. Got three more scriptures and I'm done here. Two and nine. Read. But he are a chosen generation. Your chosen generation. A royal priesthood. A royal priesthood. And holy nation. A holy nation. A peculiar people. A peculiar people. My God, people get mad with you because you don't salute the flag and act like the flag like they act about it. The fact of it, the flag pledge is a lie. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. To the Republic of which stand. One nation under God. Lie. One nation under God. Which God is it under? One nation under God. Indivisible. With liberty and justice for some. And you want me to put my hand on my heart and tell that lie I may die with a heart attack. It's a lie. It ain't no one nation under God. Because if it was under God, some of the stuff that's going on in it wouldn't be going on. This is not a theocracy. You can't have a government for the people, by the people, and it be under God. The Bible says in the book of John chapter 18 and 13, it is under God in John 18 and 13, but there is no kingdom in here that God say belong to him. Not one. John 18, 31, 33, what it says. John 18 and 33? Yes. Come then on. Pilate entered into the judgment hall again yes. and called Jesus uh -huh. and said unto him, yes. Art thou the king of the Jews? Yes. Jesus answered him, uh -huh. Sayest thou this thing of thyself, uh -huh. or did others tell it thee of me? Uh -huh. Pilate answered, Am I a Jew? Uh -huh. Thine own nation and the chief priests have delivered thee unto me. Uh -huh. What hast thou done? Yes. Jesus answered, uh -huh. My kingdom is, My kingdom is, is not, not of this world. Of this world. So you stop talking about this is God's country. Because God said his kingdom is not of this world. He's not here. This kingdom is not his. In fact, the Bible says, hallelujah, in the book of Luke chapter 4, all the kingdoms of this world are in the hands of the devil now. That includes America. Amen. Luke chapter 4. Luke chapter 4. Hallelujah. And verse 5, what does it say? And the devil. And the devil. Taking him up into an high Taking him mountain, up to a high mountain. Showed unto him. Showed unto him. All the kingdoms. All the kingdoms. Of the world. Of the world. In a moment of time. In a moment of time. And the devil said unto him. The devil said unto him. All this power. All this power. Will I give thee. Will I give thee. And the glory of and them. And the glory of them. For that is delivered unto me. They have been delivered unto me. And to whomsoever. And to whomsoever. I will. I will. I give it. Amen. Hallelujah. Give me Second Corinthians chapter 4 and 3 and 4. And hallelujah. I'm naming tell you we are in that period of time now that God is going to let every country dissolve on his own my God and we're at that place now that this is the most dangerous part of the time in world history that you'll ever see amen because of God said in second Corinthians 4 and 3 look what he says uh-huh but if our gospel if our gospel be here be here it is here to them it is here to them that are lost that are lost in whom the God of this and world, whom the God of this world have blinded the mind have blinded their mind of them which there is a God that's in charge of this world now amen I want to tell you every single thing that's going on in politics now is going on under the godship of Satan every bit of it 
Amen. Because it's not until Revelation chapter 11 that the Bible says the kingdom of this world have become the kingdom of our God. We are in this period of time now that the church or the so-called church has positioned itself, amen, almost under a theocracy under Donald Trump. Now, let me tell you, I'm not for Biden. I'm not for Trump. Both of them are the devil. All both of them. Yes, I said it. Biden and Trump, I don't care how many Bibles he thumped, and I don't have how many rules he put out, all of them in that White House is of the devil. Every single one of them. Ain't one of them ever been right. The black one, all of them, all of them are the devil. Obama was of the devil, and you can't talk about him no worse than Trump. He was of the devil because he had all his homosexual going on. Trump of the devil, every one of them of the devil. Biden is of the devil. That's why you better look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. And this country is going down and every other country is going down, but the church will still stand. Upon this rock I'll build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. What you're seeing today is God's judgment on America. God said he would judge America. You don't go around and taking prayer out of school and God don't judge you. You don't go around marrying men to men and women to women and God don't treat you like he did Solomon Gomorrah. Amen. In church, I want to tell you something. Amen. The America is on its last leg, but the church will still survive. We're about to see something happen. And what should the message be to the church? What should the message be to the church? What should the message be in a time like this? There is a separation for protection. Tell somebody separation for protection. There is a time that God is getting ready to destroy a place and bring a place down. And God reveals to the prophets what's about to go on. And the prophet warns the people of God. When God was bringing the flood in the days of Noah, he said, Noah, build it up. And tell the people to come in it because it's been the rain. When God was getting ready to go through uh, Egypt, he said, Moses, uh, get the blood, put over the doorpost, and tell the people go in the house. My God, somebody said hallelujah. When God was getting ready to destroy, amen, Solomon Gomorrah, he told Lot, get out of the country. Is there a word for the church today in these dangerous times? Is there a word of what the church should be doing in this time? God said, build Goshen. Build Goshen. My God, Put yourself in a position that you don't have to depend on anything because the time is at hand. My God, somebody say hallelujah. My God, grab somebody by the hand and tell them in a dangerous time like this. My God, God still has a plan for the church. My God, God still has protection from the church. My God and amen, we need to be sensitive to hear from God, to hear what God is saying to us in this last hour. My God, we need direction from God in this last hour. Let the world figure out what they're going to do about the election. Leave that up to the Republicans and the Democrats, but we should be looking it up because our redemption is drawn now. Somebody say hallelujah. My God put some hands together. Hallelujah. Look at somebody and say we won't be long here anyway. My God I'm not worried about what's going on in Washington. I'm worried about what's going on in the church and the problem has happened today that so many preachers have put their mind and efforts into Washington that they've lost the interest of the church and why are we looking at what Washington is going on? We got a whole lot of stuff going on in the church today. We don't need no politics preachers because we got enough to deal with in the church. Amen. Washington will take care of itself. Amen. Biden and Trump been fighting them out themselves. But 
the Bible says the government shall be upon his shoulder. His name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Prince of Peace, the Everlasting Father. How many are glad there's a king coming? There's a king coming. There's a king coming. There's a king coming. We don't preach enough about the rapture. We don't preach enough about the appearing of the Lord. But I want to tell you, church, it won't be long. And we're out of here. It won't be long. And God is saying to us, come out from among them and be separated. My God, hallelujah. Look at somebody and tell them, God didn't just call you out to jump and shout. God didn't just call you out to leap for joy. But God called you out to catch you up. And saints of God, as I see this world messing up, my God, you ought to be rejoicing. You ought to be giving God the praise. And I think that God has called us into this holy convocation to give us a good word to clean us up. I think hallelujah that the kind of messages uh, that been coming out of this pulpit is soap and water messages that says hallelujah let's get ready for the rapture. Let's get ready to be caught up. Can you give God a praise and say hallelujah say hallelujah. Grab somebody by the hand and say whatever it takes I'm willing to do it to make the rapture. Whatever it takes whatever I got to do I'll confess I repent. I'll lay on the altar of the Lord. Don't leave me behind. Save me. Glory, hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. Grab somebody and tell them your title won't save you. How long you've been in the church won't save you. Your position won't save you. Only the pure heart shall see God. And God, I've come to this meeting today to humble myself. Preach to me, pastor. Get in my seat. Step on my toes. Kick my knee. Snatch me down. Whatever you got to do. Just don't leave me down here to go to hell by myself. Lord, save me. Preach the word. Preach sin out of my heart. Preach hell out of my heart. Lord, save me. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Grab somebody by the hand and say, neighbor, I promise. Hallelujah. If I get cut, I'm going to bleed that blood out and get on the altar and say, Lord, heal me. Lord, save me. But don't leave me behind. My God, whatever it takes, set on your feet and hug somebody and say, whatever it takes, I want to be holy. I want to be saved. I want to be right. Tell somebody, yes, I got some things I'm struggling with, but I ain't mad at the preacher. Help me to get myself together. Help me to separate from the world. Yes, Lord, I'm coming out from among them. I don't want to miss it. Oh, Shabbat Stand on your feet and look at somebody now. How do you tell them? I'm not over here judging you. I got my own stuff to take care of. Stand on your feet. I'm getting ready to pray. My God, you ought to be humble to tell somebody, I got some stuff I need to work on. Tell them, I know I look all right. But I came down here for help. My God, I didn't come down here to just jump a shot. I came down here for help. I see myself. I see myself in the mirror. Lord, save me. Lord, save me. Whoever I got to cut off, whoever I got to turn loose, Lord, save me. Look at somebody tell me, I ain't going to let nobody send me to hell. 
Oh, now all of us have come here with some weight, with some heaviness. My God, we cried to God in the pulpit. Asking God to help us. We ain't come here like we better than you. He's our God too. Bishop McLeod talked the other night. He, he called me and said, uh, Apostle, I got to confess something. Y'all heard him talking the other night. Hey, we, we listen, we obey the same thing you obey. And you sitting here with that pride and arrogance in you, like you don't need no help. Let's get out here and go straighten some stuff up. Let's get out here and go do some repenting. We need a hard word that's going to touch our hearts and bring back conviction again. Lord, please bring me back to conviction. I like it when I get cut and I feel it. It let me know I still got some nerves. If you can get cut in your norm, you're dead. All this knife, this knife is, is swinging around here this week. And if you cut, you about to see if you're still alive. Because I think everybody been cut. I done cut myself a few times. Oh, glory to God. How many of y'all been cut? I'm not exempt. You're not exempt. All of us subject to that sword. Another day I was here, praise the Lord, and I had gotten so busy ripping and running and going until I forgot to really pray like I should have and I got through preaching and when I got through preaching I fell on my face right down there and I said Lord I repent I didn't do what I was supposed to do today I got right down there listen saints all of us ought to be sensitive to God God has been good to us he loves us I mean he really loves us look 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 at it we went from March to this and not 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 one of you not one of you gone that was in this meeting we came and celebrated and shouted hugged and celebrate and we're still alive we put all of our confidence in him we put all of our trust in him we said within ourselves, God, if we can't trust you to keep us in your house and your place of worship, you know God honors that. God has to honor it. He had to look down here and say, you know, there are my people that have come to worship me in spite of the risks of all this stuff going on. And not just the corona. You know, the corona ain't bad as the ridicule that you get for coming. You look at Facebook, they say, put on, put on your mask. If we're in church shouting, they say, put on your mask. Now, I'm not kicking anybody that got a mask. If you don't have faith, put a, put a bag over your head. <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't kicking nobody with no mask. And we ain't, we ain't going to sit here and fight you about no mask. If you feel like you need it, put it on. 